Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts, I'm Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Butts. And I am Patrick Wall. And today we're going to be talking the golden age of action movies. Yes. Not the comics. <laughs> not comics, no. Not comics, not Superman number one. <laughs> Which I think in like a 9.9 mint condition went for like $3 million? $3.6 million. Dollars. Wow. Million dollars. Yeah. wow. One hundred bajillion <laughs> million dollars. I mean, the nerd who's living in his mom's basement who sold that thing probably thought it, I, oh, three point yeah. six equals one hundred bajillion million. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> five bucks says he still lives there. <laughs> Sorry, bro, if you're listening. <laughs> so reboot that. It's all my Canadian brethren. By the way, I could uh, you know take a loan if you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the three point five million you owe me? <laughs> Time to pay up. So. You can't keep a hundred grand. <laughs> All right, so we're talking action movies here, and uh, Gavin, I know you have a soft spot in your heart for these. So I do, I do. Uh, so we were talking off mic, and I don't think it's a soft spot <laughs> for these movies. Uh, no, it's uh, it's pretty rock solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there was just uh, that was kind of a one of the things that me and my dad used to do a whole lot of is as we'd sit back and watch action movies uh, a whole lot. Um, you know, go go through the big S's: Stallone, Seagal, Sylvester. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs> Last name first. Exactly. Um, we now live in Japan. It's always the surname first. <laughs> uh, but you know, and there's kind of kind of a lot of debate whether or not you know the '80s were or the '90s. I, I think Patrick, you know, would would say that now is with John Wick. <laughs> I mean, yep. It's a really good action movie. It <laughs> is, but that's just one. And and Keanu Reeves is part of the reason the '90s were such a great action. It was also a really weird action time. The Matrix was kind of how we should say really fucked up. But he also had speed. That is a dope movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like I like that movie. I can't say anything about it. Dennis the Hopper's sequel trying to kill can me. go yeah. rotten hell. But the, the oh first... yeah, I agree. It's, come on, boat. Yeah. <laughs> They were just like, how I mean, do we get as much Sandra as I Bullock? love William Defoe, that movie sucks. Outside of William Defoe, they were just yeah. saying, how can we get Sandra Bullock in front of a movie screen? Oh, sequel, cha <laughs> <laughs> ching. <laughs> and then she went on to do Miss Congeniality, which one could argue is an action movie. Yes. with the uh, models. Okay, so let I me mean, a bad action movie, but it's still an action <laughs> yeah. movie. So to that point, though, let me ask you this: Are we talking action movies in general, or like? Action movies where it's like a specific action hero involved. Um, well, that was that was kind of the I'll say the the big thing between the eighties and the nineties. It was <laughs> hey, we've got these four guys, you know, John Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, Street uh, Fighter. <clears throat> you could you could just put them. You could tag a movie line and then just put their name up to it. People were like, oh my god, did you see the new action movie with this guy in it? Like John Claude Van Damme did. How many movies between the eighties and the nineties? Like fifteen, and they were all fighting and kickboxing and Bloodsport, Bloodsport, Blood and yeah. Time Cop. His Time two Cop. best movies ever, and it was just him roundhousing. He was the Patrick Swayze. Um, <laughs> yes, Patrick <laughs> Swayze. <laughs> Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I'm at Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest movie ever for bouncers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, like for me, one of them. I consider it an action movie. It's it's got a little bit of other essence to it, but you know, you could say Gone Kurt, with the Wind. Or no, I'm not going to say Gone with the Wind. <laughs> what an action-packed movie that was! 
edge of your seat thrills for hours <laughs> for racism. <laughs> hey, I don't know. That was a little breezy for me. <laughs> just a little bit. You were literally gone with the wind. <laughs> but Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. I don't know if you remember that one. But that was. I remember um, somebody was talking. A friend, a buddy of mine was like, "You never seen that movie?" I was like, "No." So I went home and I watched it. I was like, "Shit's awesome!" Why yeah. have I not seen this movie? <laughs> right. <laughs> I am He's just going years around old. Chinatown kicking the shit out of ghosts and demons and shit. Like, this yep. is amazing. You wanted to go back in time and kick your younger self in the face. Why are you not watch watching this? that movie, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> There's big trouble in a little China. <laughs> the, the name just caught, you know, catches you right away. <laughs> but, like, so that's, like, for me, like, I think of those guys, too. You know, you yeah. have Kurt Russell's, your Arnold Schwarzenegger's. I mean, <clears throat> like you said, 80s and 90s was... Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Favorite Christmas movie of yeah, all time. Yeah, exactly. I love well, that Christmas second movie. favorite Christmas movie of all time. And how many debates have there been about that? About whether or not, uh, whether or not is it, actual Well, we'll Christmas settle movie? it right here and right now. It is. Oh, yeah. I know that. I mean, yeah, I'm not are. arguing the point that it is. There, I'm sorry. Are, are you arguing this? No, there are people that The think one time it's a, we have consensus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we there found people, a peaceful boundary. People who think, you know, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and then people that are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are the people I don't want to talk to. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. Well, like action movies, another one I consider a Christmas movie, the first lethal weapon. Okay. Yeah, that did yeah. take place. Yeah. Mm. That did take place during Christmas time. Yep. Yes, they it literally did. broke through the house and busted up their Christmas tree at the very end. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so <sighs> I guess didn't he chase someone through uh, Christmas trees too? Yeah, I think first, so. I like think the first so. chase, they're running yep. down a perp or something. Yep. <laughs> yes, he did in the Christmas tree lot. So. What is, like, if, if you could pick any particular specific movie, action movie, or uh, franchise, what would be your favorite? Um, franchise, that's, that's tough. Um, probably an off-the-wall one. Uh, I like the Rush Hour series. There's nothing wrong Those with that. Those are really good movies. movies. Not, first two are really funny. The I was going to say, not so much the third one, but yeah. one and two were great. <clears throat> I have two friends who won't listen to this podcast, so I can say this free and clear. I do not like the third one. They love it, but they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a unique, uh, just the combination, because I've yes. never picked those two, right. Jackie Chan and, and Chris, Chris Tucker, Tucker, to work well together. But right. then again, there's it's been said you know, true in history that Usually the oddest team-ups are usually the ones that work out the best. So. And there's another one that Chris Tucker's in that I love to team up is um, Fifth Element. Oh, okay. that's right. He was the radio star with the paint roller. <laughs> the we, the we weirdo <laughs> in that one. Yeah. Colin, call, call, call my man. <laughs> <laughs> Count backwards from ten. Yeah. Why am I counting? When he's holding a gun to the dude's head. It's See, like, I almost <laughs> forgot about that 1998 movie, and that may take my top spot. <laughs> I think it'd be great if they put, like, the side-by-side picture of him when he was smoky, and uh, then his yeah. character from Fifth Element. <laughs> and they'd be like, he definitely smoked way too much weed in, in yes. Friday. Yes, he did. This is Friday. This is Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, this is the Friday after next. Yeah. Craig, I'm going to get you high today, because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. You ain't got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> And then have that meme of him, that other one from the field. Like, this is what happens when you got nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah, you got nothing else to do. Coleman, come on, my man. Come on, Nala. So what about, what about you, Mr. Patrick? What, what would you say your favorite uh, 
franchise. So now it's torn between two. I had a solid answer <laughs> until you reminded me of the fifth element. <laughs> but I'm going to have to say Tango and Cash. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. I, I like one. Tango and Cash. I, it's one of those movies where if it's on, yeah, I'll watch it. Like, I'm not angry that I'm watching Tango and Cash. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not so... It's not, like, one of my biggest favorites that I have to go, I have to go watch Tango and Cash to relax. Yeah. But, I mean, if I see it on TNT or if I pop in on Netflix or something. Let's watch some Tango and Cash. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Um, for me... God, it's kind of... It is difficult to mm-hmm. kind of pick one, because I'm, I'm always kind of torn between the Die Hard and the Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Because two completely different concepts. Mm-hmm. So you got your Die Hard, which is... <clears throat> um, and for the record, that movie really is Die Hard. You can't kill that franchise. No. no We're no. on to, like, movie five, and, like, it looks dumb as hell, but I'm going to watch it. All right, take my money. Yeah. <laughs> he's dying. He's dying harder. He's yeah. dying even harder. He's yeah. never going to die. It's like... He's died hardest. Wait. <laughs> we are in a tower. We are at an airport. We are in all of New York City. Where is he now? Mother Russia. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. Where is he going next? Asia. All of it. Oh, all, yeah. <laughs> all of Asia? Yeah. 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 The entire peninsula. <laughs> when they do I don't fun- think you know what Asia is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have geography class. <laughs> Japan, hello. <laughs> it's an island. <laughs> so when they do finally decide to kill him off and or, Bruce Willis just says, listen, I'm done because I'm about 80, 90 years old now and I just can't do this anymore. It's going to be called John McClane. You dead. <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard finally dies. <laughs> I mean, he died really hard, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, Chris Tucker's going to come in because he's going to take over the franchise. He's going to be, damn! <laughs> he ain't going to be in Rush Hour 9. <laughs> <laughs> well, they tried to set up um, the person who was going to continue the franchise. It was in the movie, it was his son because mm-hmm. he was a spy for the CIA <laughs> and whatever they called it when they were actually in Russia. But that movie bombed so hard, they're like, hey, we're not doing that. Yeah. Bruce, we need you. <laughs> Bruce, carry it on. <laughs> Bruce, please. Bruce, please. I think they had a better shot with Justin Long. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think. I think he, me, that's the that's the four, uh, the fourth one, right? When he's dating his daughter. Yes. 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 That's yes. where they were just in the New England area. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> Not another country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the new one. One uh, the new one though, the one that came out like two years ago. You know, I don't think I did either. The only reason why I remember is because he was doing commercials for the movie and diehard batteries. <laughs> like, he would crash through a window in an auto parts store. Yeah, and, yeah. And he's like, I need a diehard. <laughs> <laughs> does, does she say Merry Christmas at the end? <laughs> Don't know. But I want to say yes, just to fulfill my inner voice. <laughs> Uh, but they're they're really good. But compared, so you you've got that. You got your John McClane, your your rough and tumbles. You know, but it's a serious movie. I mean, it's got mm-hmm. some funny little quips and, and sayings in it. But you know, then you get Lethal Weapon, that's like almost all humor. Yeah, you know, action, but comedy action. Oh yeah, um, and I'm you know another shit. great team up. You know, you got Riggs and Murtaugh. Yep. you know, <clears throat> throwing a little Joe Pesci in there. I know we talked about that before, but <laughs> and Chris I, Rock. I would yeah. honestly say, though, for Dollars to Donuts, probably the Lethal Weapon over Die Hard, only because, even though I love Die Hard movies, you do get a little bit of everything with Lethal Weapons. Mm. You know, you do get a little bit of that, 
you know, those teary moments, you get a little bit of the comedy, you get some action, you know, a lot of good characters. I think we talked about it before, but I think just the way they developed throughout until the end, yeah. you know, Leo was the guy they were supposed to protect and they hated him. And then he becomes like a part of the family, you know, he's working with them. Mm-hmm. So, and then just the whole ending of that, of that movie, of the, the series when they're in the hospital, and the daughter's giving birth and, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they all take the picture together and they're like, no, Leo, come on with us. And then they, you know, they played that the picture of all of them mm-hmm. together. So I thought just, they wrapped it up really nicely. Right. And, and again, it's, they're not killing John McClane. I think, you know, it's, he's just not dying. No, he's like Betty White at this point. <laughs> Someone once thought that, uh, he was going to, it was going to be retiring. And that's why they called the movie cop out. When he mm. did that one. He's like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> so, when I watched the rebooted Jay and Silent Bob, <laughs> they kept making, like, fuck you, cop out as Kevin Smith went through a light oh, yeah. up a bowl or something like that. He's like, that's the worst fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he had a real bad experience doing that with um, with Bruce Willis. Yeah. He had a lot of, him and Bruce that. just did not mesh well. I don't know, I can't remember the whole story on it, but he said Bruce was just, at least for him, very difficult to deal with. And he said it was, like, the worst experience he ever had filming a movie. He's like, that was a movie that he did not want to go... Every day, he's like, he'd wake up and be like, God, I gotta shoot this again. You know, he just wanted it done. And Well, I can see Bruce Willis be like, I've been doing this for 30 fucking years. I've memorized my lines. I'm gonna go up there and act. You're gonna shut the fuck up. Well, plus, I'll tell you, Kevin, there's not enough explosions in this. It's not gonna be, uh, it's not gonna be fun. No one is dying or hard at all. And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He shows up. I need one of those two things. Bruce is already starting to direct the movie. When Kevin walks up, he's like, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to pan the zoom on the tower, and I'm going to shoot three terrorists in the face. There's no tower. There's no terrorist. And you're a cop. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've been a cop before. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, like, with the Kevin Smith thing, you know, he, he always gets a lot of flack. And, you know, he mainly does goofy movies mm. or, you know, just silly words. But they're still well-written. But you got Bruce Willis, you know, he's just... He's been doing this forever. He's done so many roles, worked with so many really incredible, like, the AA big mm-hmm. list directors. And then... Yeah, I mean, he saw dead yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was the dead He person. was the dead people. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Oh. I think after 20-something years, if they haven't figured it out by now. Do not underestimate <laughs> the internet. There is okay. somebody listening to this who was born after that movie and has no idea what we're talking about. But if they go and watch it, be like, oh, they were talking... Oh, they were in the end. And they're crying now. Yeah. They're also, like, 25. You know, come on, grow a sec. Yeah. yeah. It, unless you're a girl, and then, you know, get some please fucking don't. tits. <laughs> please, please don't grow a sack. Yeah. <laughs> such a misogynist over here. <laughs> and we're demonetized. Yep, thanks, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. So much for that sponsorship. <laughs> All of a sudden, we lost signal. We lost signal. Everything <laughs> stopped recording. So, yeah, I'd have to say that that was good, but, um... Well, you mentioned, I mean... Another guy that just did movie after movie after movie, you already mentioned, Steven Seagal. Yeah. I mean... Under what, Siege is his best movie. Under Siege, Hard to Kill. Um, so speaking of there's a I got a funny little thing I was thinking about. So there's four movies that he did in a row. Mm-hmm. And if you take the names, they contradict each other. So he's like, he's out for justice, uh-huh. but he's above the law. Above the law. Um, he's marked for death. Yep. But he's hard to kill. So those are like four <laughs> movies, if you really think about it. I, I never thought about it like that. That is awesome. <laughs> I think there was it was probably the same director. He's like, you know what? We're going to do something with this. He's like, Steven, come in, my man. 
no, 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 I can't. I gotta go to Louisiana and be a cop for three days or something. <laughs> <laughs> so they had, there's this, speaking of Seagal, though, another real quick side note story. There's a movie um, called The Onion Movie. I don't know if you guys have seen that. So basically, it's, I've heard of it. It's, it's like based one of those, the website, isn't it? Yeah, so it originally started as like a newspaper article, mm-hmm. right? A very non PC. It was kind of like the, the Lampoon. Okay. Um, so they would make like the most off color jokes. Uh, that movie probably wouldn't have gotten made in the past five years because uh, well, well, it, it was around, I think, the late nineties, early two thousands. But anyway, the movie's based off. Then they did a, a magazine, and then it went on. They did the the website, the website, the Onion. Yeah, the Onion. So <laughs> it's all this non PC funny skits that are. Can be very offensive if you've got a soft, soft skin. So everyone <clears throat> born after two thousand, yeah, basically. <laughs> and in in the Onion movie, which I have, so I'll let you guys borrow it because you've got to watch that one. <laughs> it's and it, it's not even considered homework. This would be excitement for you. But there's a sketch with Steven Seagal in it, and it's called a uh, cop puncher. So he's playing his normal Steven Seagal. He's in this karate outfit, and he's like. He was this puny guy, and he's like meets uh, like a Mister Miyagi. He's like, "I will teach you the secrets to becoming strong." He's like, "You will become cockpuncher." <laughs> they have like all these dummies set up, and he's just hitting them right right all in so nuts. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the ending tagline to the movie is the best because it's like cockpuncher, and it's like this fire flames out, and this a chicken, like a symbol of a chicken pops up with fire blowing around. He's like, and then it cuts to Steven Spielberg. He's like. I don't think you have the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So that was my little side note, Steven Seagal uh, story there. But but yeah, I mean, what I'm do you watching the trailer and he's just getting his junk punched. <laughs> 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 like they didn't even aim for the face or anything. They went straight for the crutch. <laughs> like a gang of five people just wailed on his dick. <laughs> oh yeah, that's when he's training. He's like, bah, 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 bah. he's like, I will teach you to become strong. <laughs> It's also like a really young Seagal. This is like from like the early eighties. Yeah, no, no, that's later. No, he was like a teenager. No, that no, that's not really. Him. Yeah, that's not. Oh. Him. If they cut to later on when it's him, yeah, that's his training point. Gotcha. So they, they do like a kid version, but then he grows up, and then that's when he's around all the dummies, and he's just like punching all the dummies right in the nuts. <laughs> but just just seeing that chicken fly up on the screen and all the flames is like cock puncher. <laughs> I don't think you have the balls. <laughs> There's some, uh, there's actually some other, like, you may not think about them for when you think of action stars, but they were in some big action movies, you know, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much all the Indiana Jones series. And Star yeah. Wars. And, uh, Fugitive. Yeah. And, along with Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that one in a later one. Stop it. Don't tease me. Same, bro. <laughs> Don't tease We can't always link everything to Star Wars. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Seven degrees of Star Wars. I bet you I can fucking do it. <laughs> we should do an episode like that. Seven <laughs> yeah. degrees of Star Wars. Okay. All right. Uh, so, but, so yeah, um, him, uh, even um, <laughs> even Tommy Lee Jones yeah. was in several, you know, really good... Uh, the, so yeah, the fugitive, and then the so what was the uh, U.S. Marshals? Yeah, that the was the sequel. Up, the sequel with Robert Downey Jr. Seven Degrees of MCU. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was. I think he was trying to get better at that point. That was probably one of his last movies before he like hit, the rock, hit the rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, he did look a little twitchy oh, in the U.S. Marshals. <laughs> well, that's you know because he's the bad guy. Yeah. 
quote unquote. <laughs> Not the pound of coke he did before he yeah, walked on the set. Exactly. <laughs> Why are your eyes that big? Shut I, up! I got acting to do. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I wear sunglasses in my scene today? <laughs> it's a night scene. So yes, yeah, I know. Uh, okay, and <laughs> I wear my sunglasses at night. <laughs> I, I think because we're we're all, we're already actually twenty minutes into this, and I think we should all be ashamed of ourselves because we did not yet address probably one of the. In my opinion, one of the greatest action stars. Now, it does mix into other genres. The most memed, probably has the most wiki fan sites of all, the most talked about, Mr. Chuck Norris. Yes. We have not mentioned Chuck Norris at all, and we should all take a bow of silence. (laughs) (laughs) Because then, now I'm going to get into Chuck Norris jokes. (laughs) I already thought of my favorite one of all time. Chuck Norris masturbates with a blowtorch and a monkey wrench. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris was once bit by a venomous snake, and after three days of just retching and crying and just being in full in pain, the snake finally died. Jesus Christ. That's actually from The Expendables 2. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't hear that joke until Chuck Norris himself delivered it. <laughs> I like the one where he's like, how, Chuck Norris, how does Chuck Norris shave? He's, has the round, roundhouse kick himself in the face. He's like, because no blade can ever cut Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one that's a newer one. Is, uh, Chuck Norris uh, once had, uh, was feeling really bad having kidney stones. He then drank a gallon of liquor, peed all of them out, Later in the in his life, a man named Thanos fastened them into an destroyed the world. The stones. They need yeah. to get the stones. Oh, the stones. <laughs> so why didn't they think of that in Endgame? They're yes. like they just go to Chuck Norris at the hospital. <laughs> they just hear tink, tink, tink. <laughs> just give him a water bottle. Here, just do this, man. <laughs> now, but I mean, he did, and the reason why I said other genres. I mean, he did. A lot of action, obviously, a lot of martial arts stuff, but I mean, he's just, he's been, he was everywhere. I mean, he was. Outside of Bruce Lee, he was probably the biggest, you know, American martial artist. And then came Seagal and Jean Claude. Well, you know, he well, created he his own under. when he was drafted into yeah. Vietnam War. That's mm-hmm. his own martial arts mm-hmm. style. Well, that's he trained under Bruce Lee. So yeah. <clears throat> they said if it wasn't for Brandon Lee dying, in The Crow, or during shooting The Crow, that Brandon Lee and Chuck Norris were the only two living, existing people at that time that would ever know every bit of tutelage Bruce Lee knew. Only two people ever. Because they trained under him. They still teach Bruce Lee's martial arts, but they actually need permission from the Bruce Lee family to teach it to other people, actually. But what I'm saying is, I mean, there's one thing to, like, kind of teach some of the stuff, but you can always keep some things in the back burner that you don't want everybody else to know. Be like, you know what, I want to make sure I can kick I don't want him to get too powerful. I'm going to save this (laughs) junk punch for when when he attacks me. Yeah, so the the five... The five punch exploding heart technique I'm keeping for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chuck Norris is like the Infinity Gauntlet. He yeah. is everything put together. So, you know, you may have one stone. <laughs> you may have yeah. one stone that can do one thing, but, you know, put them all together, you got Chuck Norris. Exactly. He's going to go just eat some calcium and produce six more. That's all he's going to do. <laughs> and that's how the multiverse was created. <laughs> yeah. Chuck Norris had like 18 kidney stones. And that's what happened. <laughs> 
what happened is when he peed him out, it actually turned into a machine gun fire, so he killed three people. <laughs> <laughs> he had to hold it down with two hands. <laughs> but they were in the ten ring every time. Those three people died quick. <laughs> I, I will say my fi- one of my favorite memes from the internet is him doing the sniper from Walker, Texas Ranger. And... <laughs> filming people tripping and, like, falling off of stuff. So, like, someone's riding, they're going down the street on rollerblades, and then you just cut Chuck Norris, and he cleans the cleans the, the rifle out, and then he aims, and you see a fire, and then it cuts back to the dude coming down on the roller skates, and then he just falls down on the floor. <laughs> Excuse me. It, there's, like, several, several of them doing that, like someone walking across a... A creek, and then he fires, and then they <laughs> fall in the creek. <laughs> so I just Google Chuck Norris memes just because I just remember how funny they are. I forgot he was in Dodgeball. He had like one yes. little cameo in Dodgeball. Yeah. He's like, you two beat. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, and he was probably paid $5 million yeah, to do that. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the cool thing when you get to be like that big and because he's doing like those commercials now for his fitness machines and stuff with his wife. He's been doing those since like for, the yeah, mid 90s. But I mean, you know, he's like, yeah, I was an action star, did this, best martial artist in the world, you know. I'll do a TV show, call it, be a Texas Ranger for a while. Yeah, I feel like selling machines, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but he can do anything he wants, and literally, they will pay him whatever. Like, he could probably go into any restaurant as a bartender, and they'd be like, we're going to pay you a million dollars a day just to bartend you. Like, he could choose any profession he wants and make the same And when I order money. a White Claw, he just roundhouses me. Yeah. <laughs> So she kicks you in the face and be like, well, what was that? Like, so you said whiskey. Oh, yeah, uh, Jameson, please. Jameson. No. I, American. And actually, his face is caved in on his head, yeah. so it's all like misshapen. It's like I had a stroke, but yeah. it just kind of imploded my skull. One eye's bulged out. Yeah. I say Jameson, he's like, you'll take Jack and like it. All right, Spalding. Yeah. What about Ryan? Not Canadian, I said American. <laughs> That would be the greatest thing, though. So then you get, like, another customer across the bar. He's like, I'll have a wine spritzer, please. <laughs> it's like, all right, whiskey it is. <laughs> and we have just given Tennessee Whiskey their greatest commercial idea ever. Yeah. Yes, yes. So Movie Talks Chill would like some, uh, you know. Royalties, some, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, they're going to give us a special thanks treatment, aren't they? Yeah. You know what? If Tennessee Whiskey, we'll get- having a Chuck Norris commercial, gave us a special thanks, I would take that all day long. I don't even need money. That's worth its weight in gold. We'll get an executive producer line (laughs) at the end of the commercial. (laughs) It'd be great. All of a sudden, like Chuck Norris comes out and says, "Hey guys, you mind if I join you?" (laughs) Yes. What the fuck were you doing in the closet? (laughs) (laughs) Hey Chuck Norris. (laughs) Patrick, how do you know Chuck Norris? Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answers to. I have a life outside the show. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only time you could say Chuck Norris came out of the closet and it had nothing to do with being gay. Yeah. <laughs> that's how awesome badass he is. He could say, Your I mind didn't out. come to that. It no. was like Chuck Norris is here. Yeah, yeah. He just came out of my closet. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think, I think he's, he obviously did an awesome job. Um, but like, to your point, there's a lot of stars. I kind of like seeing how. <clears throat> Throughout time, the development of them, like how you get from one way to another. So you take like a Bruce Willis, yeah, uh, in Die Hard, yes, and then you have started out in that show Moonlighting, and he did a couple odds and ends comedy movies you know, before that. And when he did Moonlighting, I believe I can't remember who he did it with Sybil Shepherd, maybe something or like something like that. 
I may be wrong on that, but he was definitely in the movie in the show Moonlighting. Um, he Where he got, got his big start. Yeah, and he got the role. And so when they were looking at him for the part, he auditioned. He was doing it, but nobody believed that. As far as like execs or studios, nobody believed that he could be a badass, like a man's man. And they really didn't want to do it with him. And I believe they even like changed the poster about it. They had an original like art for the poster and they changed it to kind of take away from his Bruce Willis, you know, like they put his name on it, but they, they changed it up a little bit. I can't remember the whole reason why there is, there is a long reason, but you know, he, then he did the movie, he killed it. You know, the director really liked him. He said, no, this guy's got something. He can do this. And here we are now today. And now you look at Bruce Willis and, if he gave you that look, you'd that run. stare, yeah, uh, you'd probably yeah. just uh, either that or fall to the ground and cry, you know, one of the two, like, please don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you take it, just watching those progressions and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think of, I, I guess, you know, um, uh, what's his name? From Lethal Weapon. I know I'm going to probably get punched in the face for not even remembering the name. Mel Gibson. Gibson. Mel Gibson, no. yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jet Li, because that's the guy I just remember. <laughs> no, 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 but, like, Mel Gibson... He always kind of had that badass thing because he did like the Road Warrior and Mad yeah. Max and all yeah. that stuff before then. So he was kind of already fit into that role. So I wasn't too surprised to see him jump into something like that. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, I didn't really see him do anything before the Terminator. I'm sure he did other stuff, but like I, I was a young kid, I saw the Terminator. That's the first thing I knew him in. Well, that's how. I- Wasn't <laughs> Twins before Terminator? Not the original no. one. Oh, okay. I don't think. I know he definitely I don't won remember a lot what of sport. competitions. Yeah. I know yeah. that, and that was his big well, thing. And right then. That's that's how he met Lou Ferrigno, and he put yep. Ferrigno up for. He's like, hey, you know, we've got this awesome part for you, and now we have the Hulk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Lou Ferrigno. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but if you, well, if you remember that movie, um, it was the most underrated movie Schwarzenegger ever did, as far as action movies go, and that was Commando. And I thought Commando was awesome. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Never saw it. I saw young Alyssa Milano. I'm into it. All right, there you go. She was like around, probably around the same age, maybe a year or two into Who's the Boss. So she was still younger, but mm. over uh, eighteen, I assume. No, 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 no. She oh, was a teenage younger daughter. I should have specified the age first. Yes, you should have. <laughs> oh lord, I'm out. <laughs> but she was in it, and he's, he was like an ex special ops guy, if yeah. I remember correctly, and then. His entire people. unit starts getting hunted down. Yep. And, and they kill his predator. daughter. They kidnap his daughter. And then so they, they kidnap his daughter. And then he just goes on a rampage and breaks into this store, like this munitions store, and takes all these guns and everything. And he's just like, basically, it's like he gets a shopping cart. 
Yeah, he's got like bazookas and rocket launchers, and, and somehow he's able to carry it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's just it's video he, game logic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he goes in, and there's a woman he meets on the way. I think he met her in the mall, or he helped her or something. But she ends up helping him, and it it was such an odd movie ending because she she ran into him, this this woman, and she ends up somehow getting intermixed, helping him, and they don't really know each other that long. She ends up going like to this other area with him, like on a on a boat to go help, <laughs> to go into this like cartel or whatever his house with all these machine guns and stuff. She's just kind of hanging out, hiding outside. They, you know, he beats the bad guys, gets the daughter back, and like the ending is like him and her like having some kind of relationship. And I'm like, what the hell did this happen? Adrenaline's <laughs> a hell of a drug. I know, man. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you mean like Running Man too? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. Or yeah. Broken Arrow. Okay, Broken Arrow. You gotta oh. stick with Schwarzenegger, man. <laughs> what Christian Slater, Arnold Schwarzenegger, same thing. Slater, is it? No, is it really? <laughs> <laughs> never really. Like Christian Christian Slater, Slater, no, never really heard really that yet. comparison. <laughs> <laughs> also, I had John Travolta, who was in Face Off with Nick Cage, who was a famous uh, action star. So there's a roundabout way. <laughs> and go. And I would argue, I know Raising Arizona is yours, but you know his best movie ever, National Treasure. No. Yes. No, Con Air. I mean, that's really good, but National Treasure is better. <laughs> I mean, you're close. I strongly disagree. <laughs> Patrick, you gotta put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't. We'll, we'll get to a cage in a second, but because we're talking Schwarzenegger, I just gotta put yeah. this in. You didn't mention one of his best movies. True Lies? Close. Total Recall? I mean, that's good, but I think True Lies is actually better. Yeah, yeah, True Lies, <laughs> no, I'm not saying True Lies is very good. I like that movie, but it was like, Total Recall was just a classic. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. I actually watched it the other day. It's back on Netflix. Is it? Yeah. The, the original one? Mm-hmm. With Schwarzenegger. The, the remake or reboot, whatever you want to call it. That would be a remake Colin, on that uh, one. Colin Farrell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one sucked. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was just a remake. A remake. Rebate. I mean, we know what Tony's thinking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah. Rebate. <laughs> he wants his money back from this fucking thing. <laughs> no shit. I didn't even watch the damn thing. I refused. Well, I just couldn't like, do it. It was when Brian Cranston was doing Breaking Bad, so he yeah. was kind of popular. So, like, we're going to put Brian Cranston and Colin Farrell in the movie. And everyone's like, okay. Well, it's a remake of a really good movie from the 80s. I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, because Colin Farrell was huge, too. At that yeah. Time. yeah. Like, he was really big in there. It was just a Jessica really Beale. bad movie. Yep, she was in there. And it wasn't about, like, ancient aliens that, like, used to live on Mars and how to get, like, air on the Mars. It's class struggle. It was, yeah, it was about, like, an elevator that went through Mars to go from the slums to the rich people area. There's actually a pretty cool fight scene when they're in the middle of the planet, so the, the seats in the, the train would, like, turn around. It, it, so goes, it goes gravityless, or it, like, yeah. loses gravity because there's no pull at the center. So they it's stop it in the middle, and it's, like, out. zero yeah. G fight. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, That's... the coolest part. <laughs> It's about an elevator. I was going to say, M. Night Shyamalan did a movie about an elevator. I think that one was probably better. <laughs> Wildly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But So, yeah, I think... Are we missing any short I'm sure we're missing some short T2? Stuff. T2? Well, that's I mean, the, the Terminator, best one. The yeah. Terminator trilogy. That's, that's obviously. definitely the best Terminator. <clears throat> Hear me out. What about Sigourney Weaver from Alien and Aliens? Oh, absolutely. I, didn't, I mean, it doesn't have to be... Well, a Alien guy, was more... But... Aliens was more of an action movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, alien, yeah, aliens is more of an action. Yeah. Scene. Well, so was so was Alien. Really, I just 
they had a yeah, but they lean more into the horror part yeah, for aliens. Touche. Aliens, it was just yeah. like yeah, they're down there. We've got guns. Let's go do this. Exactly. Let's send in the space marines. Yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna. And it was gonna, that guy who always plays always plays a Navy SEAL. That's like he's been typecast to be this. The, the guy from the original Terminator. Yep. I uh, cannot think of his name. Dang it. <laughs> he was in The Rock. Oh, Sean yep. Connery, great action. Um, yes. Sorry. Yep. Another another Nick James Cage. Bond. He was the original James Bond. Yes, he was. Wait, was he? Yes. Sean Connery, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, technically, no. There was a movie before Dr. No, yeah. and it did not do very well. It came out like the early to mid-60s, I think, just It was actually Casino Royale, because the one with Daniel Craig is a reboot, or a remake, whatever you want to call it. But the original came out before Dr. No, and there was an actor. He's the only Bond. He played that movie. That's it. Like, he, it was bad. So I'm still going to say Sean Connery's first James Bond. Touche. I, I like, no, I do like the fact, though. That is an interesting fact. If you give me the name, I'd like to know who that was. <clears throat> but, um, no, Sean Connery. But, yeah, you can have Sigourney Weaver. I mean, you know, there's, yes. there's been plenty of women that do action stuff. I mean, take uh, Luma Thurman, Kill Bill. Yes. Kill Bill Volume 2. I mean, there's there's been a lot of women badasses in, in, in film. There's one girl, like, I'm horrible with names to take in, but... Did you ever see the uh, the Kick Ass movies, the Kick Ass Kick Ass Two? It's kind of like comic booky. Yes, <clears throat> and the, the the girl that was Nicholas Cage, he Nick Cage was in there. Uh, yeah, he, he was almost looks like the Batman, Batman guy. Yeah. But his daughter in that. There's that scene where Kick Ass gets stuck in the room with all the guys, and he's trying to fight. And he's getting his ass kicked, and then that girl comes. All of a sudden, you see a spear come through the guy's back, and oh, it's yeah. that little girl, and she just mm-hmm. slices everybody apart. Yes. And then in the second one, she teaches him how to actually fight and shit. But <clears throat> the choreography, the way they did that, I mean, she looked like she was really doing it well. It was, it was awesome. So I'm all about that. Well, if we're going, you know, <coughs> young girl badasses, I'd have to say Natalie Portman in The Professional. Okay. I mean... That was an excellent movie. Yeah, fantastic I, movie. Um, I can't even remember the lead actor's name. Something we're now... Um, French yeah, actor. Yeah, French actor. Uh, mm-hmm. Zin... Several things. Uh, I can't. I, name escapes me. Bald guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a fantastic. When movie. she's when he's got her up on the roof and he's training her how to shoot, and they end up using paint, <laughs> yeah. and they get like I guess a senator or some rich guy uh, running through the park, <laughs> um, and then you know he's trying to t- tell her how to feel out the shot. And then then she also kind of went dark too when she gets him kicked out of the, the mm. hotel. She's yep. like. He's not my father. He's my lover. Okay. Um, You're like 10. Yes. So, stop. No. <laughs> please, please stop. Yeah. No. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. If I hear it, I have to report it to the police. So, yeah. I did not hear that. <laughs> no, what I said was stop. I'm going to stop yeah. you there. <laughs> well, then you take two. Um, even though she didn't do a lot of it, it was one movie she did, but she was badass. And we talked about it once before. The name of the movie, you're going to have to help me out. Gina Davis. When she loses her memory, she's a housewife, but she finds out she gets her memory back. Overboard. Her, what's that? Overboard. No, no, no. No, that's Goldie Hawn. Ah. No, I'm talking about she was like an assassin. She gets her memory back. So the whole movie starts, she's like a housewife. And Samuel L. Jackson's in that too, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yes, he is. And she's just a normal housewife living the good life in a suburbia. And then suddenly things start happening and she, things start coming back. Well, she had her mind erased or they did like a brainwashing. 
And she used to be like this badass assassin, and same, she gets in a mix of some things, and Samuel L. is helping her out. And next thing, no you know, way we have talked about this movie because I don't watch the shit out of that. Look it up. Just type in Gina Davis, uh, like uh, assassin movie or whatever. Yeah. It's not. It's not a. Along came a spider. I don't think or no. uh, Gina is G I N A, right? Yep. <clears throat> but that not movie, China. She <laughs> goes. She goes in and changes her hair, and she comes back. It's all like slicked back. And yeah. she's like straight. She cut a little bit, but she looked hot. But she did some bad. And then she and then she uh, tries to screw. Yep, Samuel. <laughs> I mean, who would have? I mean, it's, it's, well, he went didn't have an eye patch on yeah. then, so that's she probably poked his eye. That's yeah. probably how we got it. That's the real story. <laughs> that's Nick the real Perry. story. What's yeah. <laughs> <Plus> that cat? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I think, you know, we got, I'm trying to think who else we got in there. So we definitely covered the big, big names. Is there anybody we're missing? I mean, would you count, I mean, Jason Statham, he's a little bit newer. Well, he's not really in the 80s. Yeah, so no, I would say he really came into popularity in, like, the early 2000s. <laughs> right. That's true. With, That's like, true. the transporter. Yeah. 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 Um, but what about Jet Li and Jackie Chan? Yes. Yeah. Very... Very big, you know, coming up. Jackie Chan definitely coming over from um, from China, and then he had uh, they had a couple American releases where it was funny because like part of the movie was dubbed because the the Chinese um, actors that they had in there um, they spoke Chinese, but when they dubbed over, it was in English. Mm-hmm. And then the English people that were in there, I think they were actually Australian. They spoke English, <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird. I think I think the first movie I saw that in was Rumble in the Bronx, <laughs> and you like go into the shop and they're you know lips are moving and it's not the words that they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old Godzilla movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but then you know he gets he starts getting more and more movies, and then uh, what's the the Shanghai movies with uh, mm. Owen Wilson? Mm-hmm. Shanghai Nights, right? uh, yes. Shanghai Noon mm-hmm. and Shanghai Night. Um, I know we're getting close to running out of time, so... Yeah, okay, actually, we got some time left. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. we got about a good 12, 13 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, I know it's not in the 80s or 90s, but I wanted to talk about The Expendables, because it took all the stars from the 80s yes. and 90s and just threw them into a movie, and it shouldn't have worked, but it really did. The first two are rated R and are fantastic. The third one is the rated PG. One that we didn't bullshit. mention, uh, Antonio Banderas, who comes in in the third one or the second one? Third one. Third one. I don't remember the first yep. or second one. But, I mean, um, can we not say Desperado was a freaking awesome movie? Yeah. Oh, it really was. Absolutely. You travel around with a guitar and it opens up and there's a ton of guns in it. They just shoot an entire bar. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> hey, come on, man. You know you never kill the bartender, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cheech. <laughs> the only time I can remember Antonio Banderas is from a movie called Four Rooms. Oh, wonderful movie. Oh, it's, a, it's one of my favorites. Quentin Tarantino. I think it was one of Quentin's first. Yeah, but he only directed his scene. He didn't direct yeah. the other three. But I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Four Rooms. I, it, no. It's, uh, Tim Roth is a bellhop in a hotel in L.A., and the movie takes place in him going to one of four rooms, taking care of whatever they need. The first one is four or five witches trying to make a potion. Tim Roth has to have sex with them, and then Selma Hayek like, curses them. I don't know. It's weird. A lot of boobs in that one. Huh. Um, the second room, somebody thinks he's sleeping with his wife, so he holds him at gunpoint and interrogates him. It's just those two talking for about 20 minutes. The third room, Antonio Merderis and his wife are going out to dinner. He's like, I need you to watch the kids. He's like, here's $100, just watch <clears> the kids. 
like, okay, he pops up the money. He's like, just watch some TV. You'll be back in an hour. In the time that Tim Roth is gone, they find a dead hooker in the mattress, a syringe of heroin in the nightstand. They light it on fire, and the daughter starts smoking cigarettes. So when Antonio Banderas and his wife come back, the kid is just holding the dead hooker foot, and with like a needle, and the kid, the daughter's just like smoking a cigarette, and he's like, "I told you to watch him. I didn't know that shit was there." Because <laughs> well, didn't Tim Tim Roth he got stabbed with the needle if I yep. remember correctly? So like he's just like screaming or something, or it's <laughs> hilarious. The kids watching porn. Yeah, yeah, they thought it was just <laughs> yeah. like a. An artsy film, like no, it's like backdoor sluts nine or something like that. <laughs> Four Rooms is a fantastic movie if you haven't seen it. But you didn't tell them about the fourth room. It's the best room. Why would I spoil that? Yeah. And plus, we were talking about Antonio Banderas, but we did talk about Bruce Willis, who is in the fourth room. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All so right. Indeed. So there are three people in the fourth room. It's Quentin Tarantino, Bruce Willis, and the black guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, they're all, like, major actors, but his name is escaping me at the moment. And they call up the bellhop, like, we need your help. My friend bet me um, my car, which is, like, a 1957 Bel like, mint condition. And this was in, like, 1988. because yeah, they're all, like, supposed to be, like, actors and okay. stuff. Or, like, yeah. big, big, big people. And yeah. <clears throat> Bruce Willis is in, like, the master bedroom arguing with his wife. Like, no, I'm not cheating on you. I'm with my friend. We're at a hotel. We've drank a lot. A little, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but... Quentin Tarantino says, my friend bet me that he could light his lucky lighter ten times in a row without it not lighting, and I bet him my car, and if he doesn't do it, he chops off his pinky. But we're afraid that none of us will be able to, like, he's my friend, it's his finger, he doesn't want to do it, so we want to pay you a thousand dollars to, if it doesn't spark a light, you have to cut off his finger. I mean, it's a very... Dumbing this down a lot. Quentin Tarantino actually does a really great speech. To it's a long him. monologue. Yeah. Because you, you are forgetting real quick one small part is they saw it. It was a scene from a movie. Yes. That they saw and they wanted to reenact ah. that scene or they thought it was such an interesting concept. So they yeah. did that bet. But, you know, Quentin Tarantino <laughs> convinces him Roth, like, if he doesn't spark up, cut off his finger. He's like, okay, let's do this. And then the guy puts his finger on the little chopping block. Tim Roth is just waiting there. He pulls out his lucky lighter, flick, nothing happens. He slams down the butcher's knife, takes the money, and walks right out the door. And then Bruce Willis, Quentin Tarantino, and the black guy are like, my fucking finger! And he's just grabbing it, throwing it on ice, and they're all running out of the room to go to the hospital. <laughs> he's like, you cut off my finger! He's like, you paid me. He literally grabbed the money and walked right out. It's my favorite scene of like the movie. And that's the end of the movie. Then yep. it just goes to credits after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it was, it was, no, that's... I like that one. As yeah. I gotta watch that again. Actually, it's I would watch that one scene a hundred different times. That first, the first two are okay. Yeah, but Antonio Banderas <laughs> and the finger cutting best scenes of that movie. Another uh, quick Antonio Banderas movie: movie Thirteenth Warrior. Okay, I've never seen. You ever seen? Really? Yeah. It's it's kind of cool. It's a, it's uh, so it's like Vikings. Well, not Vikings, but Norsemen that have come to um, like the continent. Uh, I can't remember the, the Arabian continent that they come to, but basically they're going back to, they never really say what land that they're going to. It's their, you know, homeland, mm-hmm. uh, but never mention if it's either like Scandinavia or England or whatever, but it's medieval times. Yeah. And so he's a, he's been banished by the, uh, the king in his area because he fell in love with a woman that was a friend 
or was supposed to be married to this rich guy who was a friend of the king. Mm-hmm. So in order to split him up, he sends him off on this mission to go to the outskirts of, of the kingdom and meet people. Mm-hmm. So he's technically an ambassador. <laughs> and he meet, they meet these Norsemen, and they're speaking Gaelic, and you know, there's like a language barrier. And kind of one of the, one of the weird things in is he just magically puts words together and like understands them like a third of the way in the movie. So he starts <laughs> speaking their language. So I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't want to have subtitles and just one guy that, you know, can't understand everyone. Okay, whatever. But then they go to the town and they have to, they have to fight off uh, this ancient beast Ooh. or beasts. Um, they call them the Vendo. And basically all they are is cannibals. <clears throat> oh. they, they dress up in bear uniforms and they live in caves and they come out and they attack towns. The people that they take, they go back and eat. <laughs> so they don't leave any bodies behind. Even the ones that that they you know they uh, lose, they take them too. Huh. So, but it's pretty cool. Like so, the this one guy comes in to the where they're at um, in the outskirts of his kingdom, and you know the kid is saying, "Hey, we need help. There's an ancient king, or not ancient, but an old king who was a friend of your father." We need someone, you know, to come in. And so they start, they uh, they bring out, like, the village elder. And mm. she says 12 warriors or 13 warriors should go. And she names them off. And then people start uh, volunteering. And so, and it said the, uh, the 13th warrior could not be a Norseman. And so they look at him because he's the ambassador. And he's like, no, not, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm on the boat. <laughs> And that's funny because like he makes his, they give him a sword. He mm. makes it, you know, like more more Arabic style, and they make fun of him because it's smaller and lighter. But he can still, you know, he can. He's a badass with it. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of them makes a joke. He's like, "When you die, can I give that sword to my daughter?" <laughs> but I'm sorry to cut you off earlier on the Expendables. Please, please continue. Well, I just wanted to bring it up because a lot of the '80s and '90s action stars wound up in those movies. And it was, it's kind of like esoteric. You just put a bunch of things in a room and see what happens. This one panned out. Like, even, they just threw all the action stars from even the Tony's childhood are born moments into a movie. <laughs> I'm not that old. You guys are like five, six years younger than me. <laughs> how was it when the train was invented, Tony? Pretty awesome. Man. By the way, how was Moses? <laughs> you know, when we had refrigerators when they were still ice boxes you put a block of ice in the top part and they had the door but I just wanted to bring it up that all of our action stars yeah. from our childhood wound up in those movies and it was just really kick ass just to see them reliving their, their heyday Stallone and they added Terry Crews but they had Stallone, Jet Li Dolph Lundgren um, there was an MMA fighter I can't remember his name he was in the first one. He's the one with cauliflower yeah, ears yeah. that they kept making fun of. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it's UFC called years. cauliflower ears. <laughs> yeah, I and I think wanted... he said it was he was he had got it from wrestling. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one uh, one movie again, it kind of falls into different genres, but it's action that we didn't mention about old Schwarzenegger, an old one, Conan the Barbarian. Yes, mm-hmm. an old old one, even two before. of them. Yeah, two of them. I actually. Uh, one of those movies gave me my screen name, uh, or one of my screen names on Xbox. Akira was the uh, wizard. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so 
Well, let's see. Favorite action, one action movie, maybe not franchise, but if you could pick one out of everything out there that you could just watch over and over. And it can't be the one we said earlier today. Top Gun. Is that really action, though? It's fighter planes in the sky blowing up stuff. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, my apologies. I asked a follow-up question. Outside of the volleyball scene, yes. <laughs> and Gavin's head is about to explode. It's <laughs> <Just> fighter jets. <laughs> in the whole erotic volleyball. How much it's, faster can you get? It's the most beautiful plane ever designed, the F-14 Tomcat. <laughs> I love that plane. <laughs> <laughs> but for you, uh, what, what, would, what would you say... Like, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Okay. Bloodsport. That's not a bad one to do. No, that's, that's like, pretty good. It's got to be John Claude's like best movie. It's easily my favorite of all. Kumate. Yep. Kumate. <laughs> oh man! And what was the what was that guy's name? Uh, was is it Bo Young or Young? The the uh, the big bad in there. Um, oh, I can't remember. The guy who plays uh, Jean Lee. Yeah. Um, he was in. He was in. I think it's Double Impact, where <laughs> John Claude's the he plays twins, so they're like split up at. Uh, Birth? Really? Yeah. I've so never no, no one's seen this. Double Impact. No. So yeah, one well, of I the, mean, I've seen a movie called Double Impact, but I think it's a wildly different movie. Than <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, they're, they're split up at birth. They they own the the their parents were murdered by this. Um, by this cartel and one of them one of the guys this guy takes one of the sons and he grows up in America and the other one stays there in um I want to say Japan okay um and then and he lives he basically gets the underlife mm. or the underworld life and the other one over kind of lives the, the privileged life over in America and then they come together so one's from the streets one's from yeah know, just look hampered it's, it's pretty decent. Say, I want to say I may have seen at least parts of it. Yeah. I mean, I've, well, I mean, he plays two parts, yeah. so he's like, "All right, well, I get to play the pretty boy from from California." <laughs> and then the other ones, I play badass. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really good, uh, really good movie. So that'd be yours, Double Impact. Uh, for Jean Claude Van Damme, absolutely. All right, all right. So I think for me, um, <clears throat> just action wise talked about a whole lot of them i mean again like i said just because it's such a good movie and it's all around like i've said big trouble little china but Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say this by i can watch it over and over again but i'm actually more partial i know i'm gonna probably offend you gavin here with this but the original terminator okay the very first one only because in a way that was kind of scary like if you're because if you're a little kid at the end when he starts like like losing his skin and stuff Mm -hmm. and then you just and even though it was Horribly fantastic animation back then, like kind of like that stop animation when yeah. he's like walking. It's like <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. like very clippy, um, but still, it's just like oh shit, he's a machine. He's coming after. He like just won't stop. Like right. he's just going. He, die hard. You can't kill him. <laughs> I just will say one of my greatest life mottos comes from the first Terminator. If no one comes back in time to stop me from doing it, how bad of an idea can this really be? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> oh, man. 
Awesome, guys. Well, we're coming up to the end of this episode, another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. Uh, we enjoy you guys uh, joining us, listening uh, to us talk action movies, and we look forward to talking to you again next time. For Movie Talks and Chill, we are your hosts. I am Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Butts. I am Patrick. Look over there! Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. <laughs> <laughs>